Fish. Welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, living the dream. Living the dream, truly. Uh, we are so excited to be able to talk to you. you. You have no idea. We have such a huge Law & Order fan base on our listeners, and they are going to be so extremely pumped that you're on the show. Uh, I I am. I'm included in one of those. I, I'm like, you know, long-term since the thing kicked off in the 90s. You know, I'm just like, this is so exciting. So exciting. Well, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Uh, we have so much to talk to you about because the character of Amanda Rollins is just the path that she went on over the decade plus on that show is just unreal. Um, one of Law and Order's best characters, in my opinion, and I'll say just in my own opinion, probably one of the best characters on television in general over the past 30 well, years. I the, certainly appreciate that. Uh, well, well it's it, sincerest because, the, like I said, the path that you went on, it deals with so many things you know abuse and and a drug addiction and and mental health and and dealing with loss and learning how to deal with relationships and letting people in and that path that she t just it was unreal it was it was certainly fun to play um and i always like playing the valleys you know just as much as the hills so it's i was always so lucky that they would throw me a bone and let me let let my character go through through things and fight her way back Oh, absolutely. Well, let's just jump right in from the very beginning, right? Because this is a show that had already been on for more, for a decade, more than a decade. And you're coming into a season where one of the main characters is just out. And, you know, people yeah. are kind of like, what do you mean Stabler's gone? What, what, what's going on here? And then here's these two new people. And you're like, oh, so <laughs> talk about that and what it was like to just come into that type of a situation. Well, so it was me and Danny Pino that came in in the yep. 13th season, and they kind of they kind of cleaned house, like the crew, the 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 showrunner, everyone, um, including Chris Maloney when he when he decided to to leave. So they kind of just cleaned house, replaced everybody, and I got a call saying, "Hey, would you be interested in you know Chris Maloney's leaving? Would you be interested in, in being on Law and Order SVU?" I'm like, "Sure, I'd be interested," you know, and 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 I got to I got to go out and test for it and talk about the role and. Uh, the funny thing is, people always ask me, like, oh, don't you feel the pressure? You know, Maloney, Maloney left and you're here to fill his shoes. And I'm like, no, that's that guy's job. <laughs> I, was there with, I was there with Danny Pino, you know. And yeah. he, he had been on network television. So he, he, you know, he knew the boards and he knew, he knew. I mean, Danny Pino is just one of the best people alive anyway. But he, he just knew how to handle the pressure and, and how we both were just excited to be there and excited to to breathe whatever fresh life we could into the into the show. I had no idea, of course, that I would be on it 12 years. I, I thought I was signing on for two or three at the most. Right. Um, but I was living in L.A. at the time. I just, you know, I'd, I'd just been on a show called Chase. Um, that Bruck, it was a Bruckheimer show. And mm -hmm. that that ended after one season. So I was, you know, I was like, OK, I'll I'll move back to New York. I, I always loved I always loved living here and being here and the energy and and then being on a wolf show that films in New York on location is just it's thrilling. And all the places that I've gotten to go, oh, um, yeah, all the locations, it's so absurdly awesome. It's just <laughs> like all the all the the characters you meet, all the places you see. And it's not like Sex in the City where we're like, you know, drinking martinis. Right. <laughs> awesome places. But it is it, it. You do get to see the real city. And, and it, that's that was always a big benefit for me. 
Oh, most definitely. And this podcast is for the up and comers trying to break into it. So everybody wants to hear about, you know, your experiences. We get a lot of recurring roles on the show, uh, but you are the first that have like, you know, a, such a big part in a huge TV show. So what was it like, you know, becoming this character and then finding out who she was towards the end? Did it just feel kind of like the back of your hand? Did you feel like you knew this person personally? Yeah. I mean, that's one great thing that I love. Um, about doing a project like this, a TV show. Um, you go and you know this character, you you have lengthy discussions about it, you ask questions, you talk to your showrunner, you talk to writers, you talk to the other characters, um, and you work you work things out where, you know, if a scene, if you're doing a scene, then you kind of get it so that it's written so that you're like, okay, I'm really passionate about this. I connect with it now. Right. Um, and... So that was always the case. It was always a dialogue, um, especially with Warren Light and, and Michael Trenucci. We had so we had and Ricky came in to show run. So it was always like that. And then and then David Graziano there at the end, he I thought he wrote a beautiful denouement for for oh, Rollins. Yeah. Um, for sure. And it was such a it was such a beautiful last season. But yes, it was like doing it was like the back of my hand. But even when you fucked up, you know, a scene, you had the chance to come back and make it make it great the next day mm. you know like a different scene but you had you i just it's not like a film where you go and it's four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks and then it's done like right it's on film you better be happy with your work <laughs> like playing a character like this for 10 9 10 months out of the year i mean we it's a grueling schedule but you get a chance to to get in there and like i said if you mess up you get a chance to fix it to to go okay i i sucked in that scene yeah. You know, like tomorrow, tomorrow I have a really, have a really awesome scene that, that I'm not going to suck it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, so much, so much to unpack there because one coming in, right. And, and you get to be part of that. I love that you said, oh, you talk to this person and you'd work with this person and you talk to that person. So clearly you had a lot of say in the development of the character and what you thought about the backstory and different things like that. But coming into a show like that, where you, as you mentioned before, this, you know, you, there's already the pressure, right? It's a primetime show. It's a huge hit. It's been on for this long kind of a thing. But the fan base is rabid. I mean, they're 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 just so huge and so into the show. So I got to imagine that that pressure on like, man, if they don't like your character, you know, you're you're in trouble. But on the flip yeah. side of that, if they love your character, if they connect with it, then mm -hmm. the sky's the limit, right? They're like, oh, well, we're all in on Rollins, right? So talk about that a little bit. And how were they when you first came on cast wise? Because, you know, so it's a machine at that point, you know, over a decade in, it's a well-oiled machine. They're all family. They're all knowing kind of, and then in come the new people. Were they very welcoming to you? Were they very like, come on in? And I should say for anybody who doesn't know, you kind of had a little experience because you were on SVU prior to Rollins, right? In season eight, you had a little appearance as someone else. And so you right. kind of knew a little sneak peek into the world of it before you got in there, right? Right. I had been on, I'd been on SVU as a survivor of assault. Right. And also on Criminal Intent, I played like a baddie. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. So, um, and, and both experiences were, were awesome. You know, and you have to go in there and you have to know your shit and and ha be prepared, especially as a guest star. Right. You know, like because they they carry the show, you know, emotionally. And, you know, like you have to I, I'm very, very happy I got that experience before becoming a, a regular because it's 
it's a lot, you know, to come on SVU and like all these regulars are there. Like all of my scenes were with Ice T. Right. Um, and just to be like, I have this and I, this is, this is how I'm going to do it, you know? And, and then they get all excited because in, just like I would as a regular, you're like, Oh, good. You know, like they got it. They're bringing it, they're bringing it, you know, right. and they're not nervous and they're not, you know, like they're just here and they, they understand the character and they understand the stakes and they're just going for it. So I was, I was happy to be that as a guest star. I think I, I think I did pretty good. Yeah. But then to come in, but to come in, you know, everyone, the fans were so heartbroken that Maloney left and I gave that to him, you know, like I wasn't going to try and and fight that, but I also knew I was not trying to step in his shoes. Right. Like at all. I wasn't trying to be Mariska's partner. I wasn't trying to, I, I was just really excited because I had such a good relationship with Warren light who came in to, to show run on season 13 as well. I'd known him um, since, since I, I met him when I was 18 um, oh wow! So he's yeah. the person I know. I know longest. I, I, and for your listeners, like I, I the the landscape is so different now. But back then, like I would do things during the summer, like a, a playwriting conference in New Harmony, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you got to meet all these fancy New York writers. They would come to the middle of nowhere, nowheresville in Indiana, and um, so that's where I met Warren Light. And I would always, I would always tell my my parents i'm like i'm sowing seeds here i don't know exactly <laughs> when i will reap what what i'm sowing but i i hope that i will and i'm meeting good people and even though i'm not getting paid um you know i'm i'm planting you know i'm planting the seeds and hopeful hopefully fertile ground and and that was the case you know warren mike called me a decade later and said hey there's this role for you mm. you know and th- here's what i'm thinking and um and then towards the like this last season, when it was announced that I would, this this would be my last season, the fan response was it was astounding. Yeah, you know, and and they made me feel so good and so loved and so protected and so um, it was I I I couldn't have asked for anything more. I I was I was I was surprised and and it really really touched me. I mean, heartbroken. Everybody was heartbroken I because yeah. you're a very endearing character. Amanda is very endearing, and everybody felt like, and I'm speaking as a fan now, you rode that ride with her. You went through all that with her. And, and she so- annoyed you. As well, <laughs> right? She was like, you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, right, for sure, doing totally. That? Like, is she making you know, another like stupid-ass sugar- mistake? What is she doing, right. right? Yeah. Right. It wasn't sugary sweet the whole time. Like, oh, she's just awesome. <laughs> I just love everything she does. It was like, oh. Oh my God, are you serious? You know? So, you know, to, to come from that place of like always having to be like, it's going to be okay, guys. It's going to be okay. You right. know, come with me, come yeah. with me, come with me, you yeah. know? And, and because that's how we are in real life too. Like, it, you know, it's our, it's our buddies that are just like, Oh my God, I can't believe you did that. You know? <laughs> like you've got to go clean your, clean your shit up right now. That's clean right. that mess up. Like, Go face it and go do it. And so you got to, you know, so thank you for, I'm, I'm glad you were heartbroken. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for making me cry when I watched it because yeah, no doubt I did yeah. cry when I watched it. I'm like, no. I, so I love though, because you brought it up and I think it was a very smart move by the writers and the showrunner to not pair you. Right. Like make make you Mariska's partner. They're like, no, no, no. Anything but let's make her anybody's partner. But Olivia's because that's not going to work. And so that was a very smart move to do that when you first came in, I think. I agree. Yeah. And we you know that that relationship took 
I mean, it, it developed over time and nobody, nobody like forced our, our hands, you mm-hmm. know, to be like, okay, so you guys are going to be best friends and then you're going to be, you know, <laughs> you're like single moms. Blah, blah, blah. No, it was like, well, I had, I had two babies on the show and you know, that changed, that changed me personally. That changed who, who Rollins was. Mm-hmm. And, and like all these, all these, things just kept opening up where it's just like, Oh, you know, like Benson <laughs> and Rollins are, yeah. are, are great friends and they've got, you know, there's, there's not a relationship like that on, on the show. Yeah, most definitely. And with something like as impactful as this show, you know, has been on longer than all of these other uh, law procedurals and everything like that with a show that mirrors society in such a real authentic way. We've been talking a lot about mental health and how Mm -hmm. actors and professionals deal with that when taking on these type of situations. So how do you deal with mental health when like I said, when you're on a project that mirrors society in such a real drastic way. Well, I think, I think following the lead of Mariska and trying to be proactive, mm. um, in terms of, you know, where you, where you dedicate your, your time or money, but more than anything else that, that I've done is just kind of, you know, just, I'm proud that I'm on, I'm, I was on a show that, even though it was a procedural, it seemed to help people, you know, and like, and, and no matter what the dark subject matter we were talking about was, I haven't had to go through that. Mm -hmm. And the people watching have, you know, like a big part of our audience. I mean, it's, it's astounding the numbers when you break it down, um, how many people have had to experience assault or, you know, so I know when people are watching our show, you know, like they, I mean, a lot, a lot of people get, get not satisfaction, but just like a little relief, you know, like when we catch the bad guy, at right. the end oh, of the show. Sure. you know sure. what I mean? So, so just knowing, knowing that that's, you know, and like when people come up to me on the street and they're like, thank you so much, you yeah. know, for, for you and the show and you guys have, have really helped me that, that just means a lot. But otherwise, like I, you know, I mean, you experience all the emotions at work, you know, and you put yourself in the, in those people's shoes and, you know, you do the interviews and you hear the stories, you know, like as part of the script. And then, you know, I leave that at work and I come home to two beautiful boys and a beautiful husband. So I'm, you know, I'm, I've always been really good at leaving that at work because I, I do like go full in, you know, yeah. like in the moment and I feel everything. So it's, you know, everything is kind of left on the court. No yep. way. Well, one of the storylines that I really thought was like so interesting and I'm sure helped just so many people because I feel for like such the longest time there was such a stigma attached to it. And that's bipolarism and, and the fact that your sister was bipolar and a drug addict and that the, the, what you had to deal with in that situation and the stuff that she would put Amanda through and then Amanda having to deal with trying to clean up that mess. I think that that storyline was so important for so many people out there struggling with mental health issues, thinking they're alone and the stuff that they're going through, they must be all this. And so to see a character play that out on television and how it affects the family members and what the family members also have to deal with, and that it's more of a a unit thing as opposed to an individual thing and how mental health affects everybody, I thought that storyline was brilliant. Talk about a little about that, because Amanda's family... (laughs) 
kind of not so good, you know? The mom was abused, mm. the dad's an alcoholic, the sister's a drug addict with mental health problems, and Amanda's not so, you know, <laughs> unshady herself with what she's doing, um, you know? Unshady. You, you, you said the yeah. two children with two different daddies, and one of them was kind of hidden. Yeah. We didn't know who the dad was at some point, so there's a lot going on there. Talk about that dynamic and how you played the family aspect and had to deal with all that stuff, because that was incredible. I mean, it was, thank you for saying it was a brilliant storyline. I can only agree, you know, and um, all of those things came from just us asking questions like, you know, where, where is Rollins' dad? You right. know, mm-hmm. how did she get here? Why is she curious about this? Why, uh, why is she in New York? Why, you know, so out of, out of questions came a really clear backstory, mm-hmm. um, which, which I think is, is an organic way to, to build a character. So I think, the reason why that storyline was successful and it didn't seem just put upon um, is because it kind of came out of, you know, you'd see, you'd see Rollins actions and be like, where did those come from? Why is she doing this? Right. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think your character was a prime example of pain recognizes pain um, in the sense Mm. of someone who's been through pain can see people who are going through pain. Uh, one of my favorite episodes is uh, The Book of Esther. Oh, um, yeah. That one was absolutely brilliant. And actually, Rebecca Kennedy is our forever guest, and she comes <laughs> on. She's been on like 15 times. I uh, saw that. Yeah, and she's absolutely amazing. But y'all's dynamic and chemistry back and forth in that episode that, again, was mirroring real life was an absolute pleasure to see and i think that's what's so special about this show with real life situations that are happening and you see them in the news every single day and there's a new like aspect that comes out every single day you represent it in the show to where like you can get some clarification and satisfaction and justice in a sense to where in real life sometimes you don't really get that so i think that's what's really special about it well and then absolutely oh no i was just and then the twist on that Right. You work because so hard to save her, so hard to kind of thing. And then tragically, you yeah, find but, out you killed her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, crap. So that little twist at the end was so heartbreaking. And just like I feel like it left everybody just like, oh, you, you know, when you do yeah. everything right and something tragic still happens, it's like, oh, how do you yeah. deal with that moving forward? You know? Yeah, that was that was a really, really heartbreaking episode. I really I loved acting with her and. Everyone on that episode, it was, and I clearly, I clearly remember that house and, you know, it, all of us gathered outside and it was, that was, that was brutal. It was, it was. And that's, that's where, that's where the show succeeds, you mm-hmm. know, like when, you know, of course the twists and that kind of thing, but when, when it's, it's in a gray area too, I think when, when the show is, is the most successful, like every way but she only killed him because because he was assaulting her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and like you get you get that and you're you know, like that when you have all those conflicting feelings where you know what's right and wrong and but right and wrong gets messy. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's when I think the show is, is really successful for us to to kind of delve in and, and see what that feels like, you know. Oh, for sure. For sure. And the relationship building, you, you know, you mentioned it with, with how Rollins and Olivia over the span of time and everything. But it, it's just with Amaro, with Finn, you, you know, with, with just the whole dynamic. I, I love 
you and Ice-T together. Just freaking fantastic. Every scene is just so good. Even at the end when he said, I'm going to miss you, boo. And, you know, just the kind of like little thing at the very end, right? That was my mom's favorite. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it, it was so endearing. It's just, it's him being him, right? He's like not going to get all emotional. It's just, oh, I'm going to miss you, boo. And kind of a thing. Right. But then Amaro and you know, that whole kind of a situation and you're like, oh, what's going on there? Is it going on? Is it not going on? Are they close? Are they not? And then Carisi, of course. Like, just like the progression through the characters was just phenomenal. Um, I Danny, love them. I have to tell you something behind the scenes. Like when we were uh, before COVID, we all got together and we would do a table read through. So all the cast and, and the producers and the writers would all sit around and read the script before we started shooting it. And when, when we did that scene, when we read the scene between Rollins and Amaro, and you find out like he comes out in a towel or something, yeah, yeah. he. Danny hadn't read the script before the table read, and his face just went, I mean, fire engine red. He was like, oh, oh my God. You know, so when you guys, when, you know, like interviewers ask us, like, well, what's next for Rollins and Crazy? We're like, we don't know. Yeah. It's like when we say we don't know, we really don't know. But go, go uh, no, that's fantastic, though, because, yeah, no, no doubt. I think everybody is kind of questioning, you know, when things start to heat up between, uh, you know, Carisi and, and Amanda, it's like, uh oh, where's the tragedy here? Is this going to be a good thing? Is this going to be a bad thing? You know, because it can't possibly end good. No, that's not going to happen. So to and have, it does. exactly to have the happy ending, to have that. And what a way to do. I thought the beginning of the episode was so good. No, I mean, it, the way they staged that, like, oh, crap, what's everybody going to the courthouse for? What's uh, the, the very surprise, like, here's why you're really here. So good. When you walk out in the dress yeah. and everybody's look on their face, it, it was it was so touching. It was so touching. Norberto, Norberto Barba, who actually, so I think I worked with him very, my very first experience on Law & Order was on Criminal Intent when he was directing. Right. In my very last episode, Aww. he directed, so he directed that scene. That's awesome. Um, and, and the rest of the, that episode and did such a beautiful job. Um, but yeah, that that courthouse scene was so I, it was so befitting to to Rollins and Carisi, how they would do it. And, you know, and I, I loved the bedroom scene, like how intimate that was. Yes. Um, with the kids, the kids just jumping on the bed. And it was that was super sweet. Oh, for sure. For sure. I, well, and the blended family, how Carisi just kind of came in and he's like, hey, we got this. You know, it, we're a family now. And how the kids adapted to Carisi. It's like, oh, just come on in, jump up on the bed. Mom and dad are here. It's Christmas. Come on. I love that. I, okay. I, that that's a full on turn happy ending for all of them. Right. Because, I mean, that's incredible. So that's a really good. Scene. I don't want to alarm you guys, but there's an animal. In between yeah, no. <laughs> just, I don't want to alarm you. <laughs> This is Peanut. Oh my, gosh. oh, my God. Peanut's a big Law & Order fan also. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like, is it a boy or a girl? It's a boy. Oh. Yes. He's a... So does he like Franny? Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Good big old You know, it's funny. Mix. Franny, he, Franny um, she, her and Ice-T's dogs, mm-hmm. Spartacus and Maximus, yeah. they used to hang out in the stage all the time. Like It, it was like kids, dogs, everything, all the time, <laughs> everywhere. Um but they, you know, they would always, they would always gang up on her like two on one. Oh. Of course, of course they would. I see dogs. Um, no, um, but they, but, but they were. They, I think they came on Jimmy Fallon with him one one time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I swear to God, she sees them on the TV and like goes ape shit. Like she's like, "Those are my boys. They're on TV. They're my boys." 
boys. Like, she just would. I mean, like her nose this far Aww. from the TV. Like she knew it was them. That's she adorable. didn't do that, you know? Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> and it was cute. Okay, so bring it up. And then by the, by, by the last season, Franny, like she... She was 12. Yeah. Which, that's not a spring chicken anymore. In no. Right. Dog years. <laughs> and, like they would, they would do the old like Rollins and Franny running in the park thing. <laughs> and Franny is like, I got two takes. Yeah, <laughs> and like, like they, they had me go upstairs and I was like, guys, I don't know if this is such a good idea. Like she's got an ACL problem yeah. in, in her knee. I was like, I mean, if, if you want us to move with any kind of alacrity, it's not going to happen yeah. because she needs, she, she's 80 years old. And That's she right. Time to get down these stairs. <laughs> so we had to wait. We had to like stop shooting oh my for 30 minutes and reblock the scene so Aww. that Franny didn't have to do stairs. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Okay. Yeah. So I got to, with stories like that, I, I, and over the period of time that you were on the show, I, I, there has to be a story. There has to be a good one. What is the most embarrassing moment over your time on that show that you had happened that you thought at the time you were never going to get over, but now you can sit back and laugh at it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is the Barbara know. Walters it, moment. We have to like. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. I think all. I think every cast member has ripped their pants at some point. Oh no. <laughs> no um, doubt, right? Yeah, you know, the holidays happen. You gain a few pounds. <laughs> I don't know, man. That I'll, I'll, I'll think of it. Okay. If, I, if something comes up in my head, I'll. I will, I will definitely let you know. Oh, there you go. No, there no, you go. never mind. <laughs> Do you never have mind. a favorite scene partner? Did you, you? We don't want to call out anybody, but I mean, did you have somebody that you particularly liked, like loved being in scenes with more? I love. I so the the stuff with Ice T. Yeah. Like I love like when he when he was doing the the protect you know like the protection scenes with me. I would love mm-hmm. doing that. That scene when Carisi decided to leave uh, the unit. Right. And I was like, you abandoned me. <laughs> um, I love doing that scene with him. And then, you know, like the, the scenes with, with uh, Rollins and, and Benson, I think there was a certain magic always when, when they would kind of just unleash us and let us go. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And did you have a lot of that freedom, like that, a lot of that collaboration? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's definitely. always good. We, we both had, we both, I mean, like, especially in that last episode, you know, a lot of input to, to what what beats we we wanted but i mean it was they're so good there the you know david graciano and, and julie martin they were both so they're so in tune with the characters mm-hmm. and you know they're they're so well defined mm-hmm. that um i mean it, it's it's certainly a talent to to write them consistently mm-hmm. But that's also the beautiful thing of being on for a quarter of a century. Oh yeah, it's like people people kind of figure what what you're gonna say and, and how you're gonna act. So consistency that's so good because in that scene in that hotel room, you know the boxed wine and they're drunk and they're just getting it. And I, I loved every second of it. That but then the consistency comes in when Amanda drops it and the instant you know Olivia's like somebody's leaving me again. I'm being rejected again. I'm losing somebody I care about again. And that, and that coldness that, that, you know, the stiff and change was just, that's so 
that's a great example of the consistency of she's drunk, she's having a good time, they're having a moment, but then there's that trauma that everybody leaves her, everybody's abandoned her, she's had this stuff. So mm-hmm. when Amanda drops it, it's that instant wall that goes up like, ooh, I'm being betrayed. That was that was so good. And and then Amanda realizing, oops. I'm going to go get some ice. Yeah. You know, nice pun, by the way, there too. Just like the, the, the writing is so good. (laughs) But yeah, I just, it's, it's one of those things where the writing is phenomenal. And when you have these characters and you have phenomenal writing like that, and then you have people like yourself that are phenomenal talent that can bring those words to life in a way that people can connect to. Um, I think that's why it's been on the air as long as it's been on the air and it's able to do what it's been able to do because you have that not every show gets that right not every show is able to do that and uh what you guys have been able to do with these characters and your performances and there's a reason you said oh i thought i was going to come in maybe get one or two seasons kind of a thing or whatever but there's a reason that you were there that long it's because of the ability to do what you do and to connect with the audience and to make people feel for that character and that's all you you know you you can have brilliant words but if you don't have that ability to take those words to life and make that connection doesn't work so that that's a credit to you and the rest of the cast to be able to pull off what you guys pull off every week yeah and i think i think everybody there really enjoys enjoyed their job Mm -hmm. you know like we all loved coming to work to go back to like scene partners and that kind of thing like danny pino Mm -hmm. great (laughs) great scene partner yeah and Dan Flork, like when I first got there, like to have him, like oh my gosh, I, it was I didn't have to. I mean, it was just such an undercurrent of of love. Like I just I absolutely adore him, and and I think he feels the same way about me. And it was just an instant instant connection, you know. And like to have those connections, like so strong, mm-hmm. like it, you 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 get to play, you know, like. Mm-hmm. It, because once you have the the base there, I think everybody like the audience responds to that. They they're like, oh, these these people really love and respect each other. You know, like let's let's now let's throw them in the in the tumble cycle, yeah, and see what happens. You know, most definitely, most definitely. Well, it is the season, so I always have to wonder and ask, what is your favorite holiday movie that you like <laughs> watching every year? Because you know we have our set, you know, couple, and I'm always so curious about everybody else's. Well, in the Giddish household, when I was coming up, it was we always had to watch Bad Santa. Oh, oh yeah, Billy, yeah, Billy yeah. Bob Thornton. Oh yeah. So that's where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> that makes us feel warm and fuzzy for sure. <laughs> but now, now my um, my son watched with my dad uh, like a year or so ago, uh, Christmas Vacation. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, and just watching my son look at his grandfather and like my my dad just giggling and like so my <laughs> watching my son giggle at my at his grandfather watching the movie it was that was that was really special so Aww. now they're texting each other like hey I'm watching I'm watching Christmas Vacation tonight, you know? <laughs> I love so that's, that that. That would be it. That's so cool. That family dynamic. How about yours? What's yours? Ooh, yeah. Oh, well, mm-hmm. mine for sure, uh, Home Alone 2. I love both Home Alones, but I love New York City. Um, and I love the house more in Home Alone 2. So that one's definitely a staple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I love uh, Home Alone. I, I'm old school because I'm old. So uh, it's a wonderful life. The original, not the remake. I, I'm all in on the original. And I like it in black and white. But then I'm also, my daughter is a huge fan. And so then, and therefore, I became a huge fan of uh, How the 
Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version. So that's one that we oh. watch all the time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, uh, you watch uh, It's a Wonderful Life with me and I'll watch Grinch with you. And then yeah. we just kind of, you know, and now we both love both of them. So it's, it's yeah, it's very weird. That's I love cool. how you talk about the family and, and the kind of thing because this industry can be kind of tough with the working hours and all that kind of stuff. I know sometimes there are stretches where I'm away from my daughter, soon to be his wife. <laughs> and so, um, but so there, there wait, are stretches. That, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. This is, this is going to be my father-in-law. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah. a, it's, That's a, awesome, it's a special dynamic. Yeah. We have a uh, film and television production company that we got started and, uh, this kind of led us into the podcast space and we've been doing it ever since. Uh, but yeah, basically my father-in-law is my best friend. So. <laughs> It's a good dynamic. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Really, really great. Worked out pretty well, we think. You know, <laughs> I, I can trust this guy with my kid. I mean, you know, it's fantastic. <laughs> I know his future. I know how things are going. It's, it's pretty good. That's big. <laughs> um, I love, though, how you bring up the family and talk. And there's clearly a great family dynamic there because support systems and the people around you are so important in this industry because it can be tough at times and everything. Talk just a tad about what it's like to be a working mom in this industry. Because that's not always an easy thing to do, right? No. You're worried all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just worried all the time. Yeah. Um, and then you find wonderful, beautiful people that, that love your children and, and that are teaching them things that maybe you couldn't teach them. So you're like... Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. That's good. Sorry. You know. I love that. So I love that. Sometimes you just got to put it out to the world and say, "Okay, take care of this. It's going to all be okay, right?" Like, yeah. And that yeah. brings I it. Mean, my, and I, sorry to interrupt. No, no. I had a, I had a really, I, you know, my mom was a working mom. She was a an, an administrator for, um, for the high school. Mm-hmm. Ended up being principal, um, which is very intensive in terms yeah, of sure. time. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to be at all the basketball games and all the football games and all the plays and all the, um, so I had a really good example. And, you know, whenever I talked to my mom about it, she's like, it's definitely quality over quantity. Yeah. Mm. Oh yes. Yeah. In everything in life. That's, that's a great motto to have throughout life. It's all about quality, not quantity. It's take what you get and make so. the best of it, of whatever you do. And that kind of brings it full circle, right? Like back when you were saying that you were, you were putting it out there in Indiana and you don't know, I'm not getting paid and I don't know what's happening here, but at some point this is all going to come back and it's all going to be good. And I feel like that's so important for anybody out there trying to chase the dream, no matter what the dream is, whether it's in this industry or whatever other industry or having a family or whatever. It's at some point you just got to put it out there, take the risk, go for it, because in the end, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be and it's all going to be okay. And you got to be able Mm -hmm. to take that risk, right? Yeah, you got to got to put you got to put a foot forward towards whatever you want. Exactly. God doesn't help cowards. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, that's exactly. a t-shirt. <laughs> I know. I like that. I like that. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning and come getting a little crazy with us. We really appreciate it. This has been an absolute blast. Uh, you're welcome back anytime, oh, yeah. uh, but you know, it's all about social media where, so where can all the followers follow you? Um, at Kelly Giddish. Yeah. yeah. The, those places. Yeah. yeah. We'll put it out there. We'll yeah. put it Instagram out there. Instagram and Twitter, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have to ask before we let you go, though. <laughs> what do you one is Amanda ever going to come back? They kind of left that open. I was so glad it was the happy ending and we didn't have a tragic ending because hopefully we <laughs> right. could see you again, right? And then two, what right. does Kelly have coming up? What what's post 
Uh, Law and Order. <laughs> Kelly has Christmas and, and the holidays and taking it easy. Um, it's I, I'm thrilled to be doing exactly what I'm doing, which is, you know, taking my boys to school this morning and hopefully you know, it's just being home, being uh-huh. home. And it's such a cozy time, you know, to enjoy and. I'm happy as a bug in a rug. Love that answer because you've certainly earned some time off and to be able to have that family time. So just yeah, thank you again. Like Logan said, so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Like lifelong fan. So I this is a huge deal for me. Thank you so much. Oh good. Um and uh best of luck in in the future for whatever you do and whatever the plans have for you. Uh I think you're just gonna excel at in anything that you do. So. Um, best of luck, best wishes, that. and uh, take care. And Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you very much. You're very Thank welcome. You. <laughs> Thank you. Have All a good right. one. Thank you, guys. Oh, no so pe- peanut saying goodbye. <laughs> oh, is it over? Bye, peanut. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Have so a good cute. one. Bye, take guys. Take care. All right. Man, that was absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. And just, you know, we, we've heard from people that have worked with her about how nice she is and what a great person she is, but... It, Right there, yeah. proof positive. She's just a person who gets life and takes everything and 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 is thankful for everything and just makes the best. And uh, man, yeah, just what a wonderful person. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Thank you again, Miss Kelly Giddish, for coming on the show. <laughs>